Counterspin Media presents Kelvin Alp on assignment in Operatia Moskva. Dispatch number three. Movement International Russophile Conference wrap-up. I am now outside the Multipolarity Forum where we have just about to finish up the plenary session, which has been uh, very interesting indeed. Uh, Maria Zakharova opened the session. Uh, she also commented later on, following a speech by a Catholic priest, there was a speech from an Orthodox priest and also Sheikh Imran Hussein, who spoke from the Quran. And whilst Zakharova and Alexander Dugin had uh, many interesting comments <clears throat> and uh, interesting speeches to make, what I found particularly interesting were the words of these representatives such as uh, Sheikh Imran Hussein and the representative from China as well. To give a brief sort of bullet points, there was condemnation for what was described as the genocide of the Palestinian people, uh, mentioned that the emperor has no clothes, but in particular Sheikh Imran Hussein stated his gratitude that Islam was given a voice here this multipolarity forum. He talked how in the Quran it mentions that you were made from a man and a woman, no other gender, uh, a lot of condemnation for, uh, as the Catholic priest put it, how unipolarity was a satanic cult. Sheikh Imran Hussein also mirroring and um, seconding that sentiment that to try and rule the world forever and subjugate all its citizens was in fact the work of Satan. So there was quite a lot of religious uh, talk there and representatives. However, one phrase that I thought was very powerful from the Chinese representative was the words, Russia may be isolated by the West, but the West is isolated by the rest. And of course, the emperor has no clothes. Again, went on with India as well, uh, being representative and speakers from there. So in all, a really explosive plenary session, certainly uh, with some of the condemnation coming out from these countries against uh, not just recent events, <clears throat> but also some of the policies that are coming out. It really does not look good for the collective West as the BRICS nations are really seemingly coming together and are united in their condemnation and resolve to put an end to the Western hegemony. Welcome to Counterspin and thank you all so very much for tuning in to our special series here, uh, the actual special assignment that Calvin's on for Operation Moscow. Now, today's date is the 28th of February. My name's Hannah Spira, and this is Dispatch Number 3, the conference wrap-up. Now, shortly we will be joined by Calvin, uh, and he's just finished attending an international conference called the Multipolarity Forum in Moscow. He will be joined by a new friend that he's made, Ahmed Yosef, and he is from Egyptian TV. Now, the conference actually appears to be being heavily shadow banned on YouTube. Certainly mainstream media is not there to bring you the coverage. We have been uh, checking out a few of the African media outlets who have been sharing their content on YouTube, and we're actually just unable to capture it through our normal techniques, which is very 
strange. Maybe you'll have some different experiences, but that's certainly our uh, difficulty at the moment. And it kind of plays into the big theme of the conference that um, has been talking about the death of legacy media, and that is, of course, because they don't want the truth coming out. Now, here in New Zealand, um, hot off the press, 300 jobs will be lost as one of our biggest commercial media companies' newsrooms called News Hub is set to close at the end of June. Now, that is very unfortunate because there is uh, a lot of people, 300 people who will be looking for work, and hopefully, uh, you know, They'll join Counterspin Media or maybe they'll just end up at McDonald's. Who knows? Now, the conference is called the Second Congress of the Movement and Multipolarity Forum in full, and that took place in Moscow. The forum was organised by the International Russophile Movement with the support of the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs and the administration of the President of Russia. So it's actually quite a big deal uh, for that part of the world and for all those people that actually turned up. Now, multipolarity has been a real key word of this conference, and I thought maybe we'd just break down the meaning of it because it's a term that I think we're going to hear more and more of. Multipolarity is a system of three or more powers. Bipolarity is a system of two great powers, and unipolarity, or hegemony, is a system with one dominant power. And often they talk about the American hegemony um, and of course, the you know the hegemony of perhaps the Roman Empire that has carried on through um, you know the British Empire and and now what we've got in the US. But changes in the distribution of power constitute major breaking points in history and determine the structure of the international system. So, like I say, is this are we seeing the breaking up of the remnants? of the Roman Empire, because now there are many, many nations all around the world uh, with the people rising up with very patriotic um, stirrings in their hearts, and they don't want any more their leaders to be selling them out to these globalist forces. And this conference has seen so many uh, people with that same viewpoint come together, and they're really wanting to bring about this multipolarity where each individual nation has its own sovereignty and can still trade internationally and be part of a global community, but not run by the policies that the World Economic Forum are pushing, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and all these big, um, you know, globalist organizations that actually you don't vote for um, as, you know, in, in, a, in a democracy. These are just basically installed dictators at this point, pushing their policies on local nations. So what we're going to do is bring Calvin on, but before that we're going to play a clip and um, it is a RT clip. They actually did cover this conference and they actually got a chance to speak to Pepe Escobar, who is a Brazilian journalist and geopolitical analyst. And uh, Calvin is actually very fortunate to be going to have dinner with Pepe and a few others that attended the conference. Um, in this clip, you will see some B-roll footage of last year's conference because this is only the second one. Um, and in there, you will see um, the pictures of Steven Seagal, who is a Hollywood actor, who actually attended and he's part of the founding of this movement. So um, let's roll that clip and then we'll be back with Calvin and Yosef from Egyptian TV. Now the Second Congress of the International Russophile Movement and a forum on global multipolarity is underway in Moscow. Representatives from over 130 countries are taking part. We heard from political analyst Pepe Escobar, who says the amount of foreign delegates testifies to Russia's prominence in global affairs and the importance of a more multipolar world. I cannot overstate enough how important this is. 
We have representatives of over 130 nation states here, apart from global South NGOs. Yesterday, I had the honor to moderate a session on the global South, which I, I wish you could have gone on for the whole day. But I had uh, three, three and a half hours, and we had a, a representation of Asia, Africa, and Latin America speaking with their own voices. And it was something absolutely extraordinary. Russia is extremely isolated, as we've been seeing here, and as we see behind us, right? Uh, it's very, very, very difficult to explain this to the West. Uh, I am a product of the West myself. So uh, I know how all of us who understand the Russian position and the Russian civilizational position, the way we are completely marginalized by the so-called owners of the narrative, not anymore. Because the people who own the narrative now, they are right here. Welcome back, Calvin. Who have you got there with you today? I've got... Uh Ahmed Yusuf, he's with Egyptian TV. We've been together throughout the conference. Off and on, we've been discussing all sorts of things that have been going on, especially Middle East, which uh, hit us in New Zealand. Of course, don't get much, don't get to hear about much through anything other than the mainstream media lens, and it's been quite eye-opening, I must admit. Yusuf, if you want to just yes. tell people what what you actually do. Yes. Uh, first of all, how are you? I'm uh, <laughs> New Zealand. Big love uh, for this program and to the audience and all the people that seeks to uh, the truth. Uh, big love to Calvin, my friend. I uh, really we, uh, love to be with him. And he is a great uh, journalist uh, uh, here in uh, Moscow. Uh, anyway, uh, big here also to my, my audience in Egypt and in the Middle East. I'm concerned and I have a project and a big message since I start my uh, uh, career in the uh, consciousness and enlightenment and looking to the future skills. So uh, in my show or in my forum, uh, uh, I initiate a future forum for the new order uh, to uh, make a dialogue between the people or between the thinkers, really, Kelvin, yeah. uh, how to uh, uh, generate uh, a new way of thinking, a new culture speech, uh, a new understanding of our new world. Because now we have a parallel world. We have uh, uh, more opinions for the world and more opinions to the cosmology. Uh, itself. So we now in uncertainty, in a big revolution, and a new age of life. Yeah, basically what they're doing is they're going back to tradition, yeah? Uh, protecting the cultures, bringing the cultural aspects back, and uh, basing the future on mutual respect, uh, cultural understanding, and moving forward without the Zionist influences, without the bankers, uh, bankrupting all countries, creating wars, and basically creating mayhem. Yeah. We go through now a big new ideas, big new innovative ideas. It uh, serve uh, all the people in this globe and a new way of culture, thinking, of uh, uh, multidisciplinary 
thinking also. So uh, uh, we think Kelvin now we go through not uh, super highway information, but now we uh, uh, will go through uh, a new baby of life. Yeah, yeah. Basically, birthing something um, like you said in direct opposition to or parallel to what's been set up and what you're so used to at the moment. Yeah, uh, we had great discussions today. Um, most of the actual um, dialogue takes place in the reception yeah. and when we're eating <laughs> or when we're when we're at a function. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you go to the uh, what we call the talk fests, yeah. where a lot of people get up there and they have their pre-scripted speeches and. It sounds great and fluffy, yeah. but when we go out, we sort of pull them aside and say, well, what did you really mean by that? Yes. And we hold their feet to the fire. Uh, we've made a few crack, um, but the rest have, have been quite steadfast in their beliefs, and, and they've, they've come across very, very well indeed. Yeah. Um, today we had the uh, – we got uh, the honour of being addressed by uh, the foreign minister for the uh, Russian Federation, Sergei Lavrov. Um, he gave us a um, – uh, a speech basically welcoming everyone, um, saying that he appreciated uh, the world coming there to listen, to learn, uh, to join together, to see what the truth is, as opposed to the mainstream media lens of it. Um, and it was uh, it was it was it was quite well done. Um, and then that that was uh, just before this, as we moved into the information hybrid warfare part of the conference. And that's when they were coming together to try and discuss how to combat mainstream media, because that's like hugely financed, it's hugely resourced, and it's staffed, well, now by complete morons, to be honest. They're just talking heads, prostitutes, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but it was it was good, because there's a, out of this, um, there's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Alternative media, not the mainstream alternative media, the ones who are, who are a joke, but real media are coming together and creating a network now. We're actually part of that. We've been in discussions about that already, uh, where a platform's been done that would be worldwide and a rival Fox News, and it's it's looking very, very good, actually. So. Excellent. Um, well, so so you're obviously making lots of contacts um, and you're hearing about, you know, people from uh, other parts of the world. I mean, it, it sounds like it was two days of just, it was just completely Packed. Like, are you guys planning to stay on, or are you going back to your home country? Are you going back to Egypt now? Yeah, Yusuf uh, uh, Ahmed, he's off to Egypt like very early in the morning. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we're already what past midnight now. Was my colleague? Yeah, it was a full-on day, eight thirty till basically midnight. When we got we got him just before midnight, yeah. um, and he flies out super early, so he's got to try and get some sleep shortly because he's fading fast. And in fact, I might have to give him a pillow in a minute just to keep him awake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but we we discussed all sorts. I mean, some of the things we heard about. I mean, because I made a lot of notes. They talked about World War Two and the history of that, and, and a lot of New Zealand would not have known this history because of what they get taught in schools. And that was eye-opening. We learned a lot there. Um, they discussed um, how NATO was originally set up as a defensive capability. It's now become predatory by nature. Um, we've had historical accounts of um, African countries that were uh, dominated by foreign powers, like Senegal uh, was uh, dominated by the French. Therefore, they only saw Russia through the French official lens and have discovered after they sort of 
pushed that off, mm-hmm. discovered that what they were taught uh, for a long time is nothing like reality. So now that they're here and all these countries that would normally be at war with each other actually finding a new understanding, it's actually a, was beautiful to watch. What about like the um, Egyptian history? Because obviously that's such a rich culture. And I mean, it's it, we can't go into it all now, but I'm just wondering if Yosef wants to share anything about Egyptian history that people may not know about. Yeah, well, well, one thing we did discuss eh, is some of the uh, <laughs> yeah, is, is some of the um, some of the history uh, about because you've got one Egyptologist yeah. who sort of controls all the information. Yeah, and um, we were discussing that some of that information yes. is suppressed. Yes, yeah, it's a smart uh, question uh, for sure because uh, uh, Egyptian old uh, history have a big uh, uh, secrets, uh, maestries, and uh, uh, alchemists. So, uh, but in our forum, uh, it was also uh, concerned about what uh, the situation, the global situation now, and uh, the multipolarity. Yeah. Uh, 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 maybe it have uh, uh, not concerned too much about the uh, cultures, but it concerned about diplomacy. It's concerned about uh, uh, the forces between the. Uh, west and east, yeah. and uh, 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 what happened now, and what tra- transformed uh, also uh, uh, in this uh, uh, new mind uh, or new way of thinking through Russia, China, uh, Africa, uh, uh, Arab world, and Egypt, of course. So uh, really, it's important for the world to make a convergence uh, between uh, uh, history and tech, uh, or between uh, uh, the secret uh, of knowledge or secret of sciences, and also what can benefit nowadays or for the future. I I think this is our aims, and my forum aims also uh, uh, to uh, bring uh, the thinkers of the media uh, to bring uh, uh, the people who are searched for uh, to be or to live independent against the globalization or uh, American style. That's exactly right. We also talked about suppressed technology, the reason why, the real, real reason why they went into Iraq. <laughs> Two reasons. One, they wanted the ancient technology that was there that is far superior to what they have these days, uh, which they took. Um, and also because Iraq was about was trading the euro for its oil, the first thing they did when they went in there was they switched it back to the US dollar to keep the petrodollar, of course, which is basically the, the world currency with uh, world reserve currency, which is the US dollar. They um they switched that to make sure that it wouldn't lose its dominance because everything bought and sold in the world must be bought into US currency first, and then that. Uh, traded into the local currency, and that's why the US dollar has main, maintained its um, yeah. dominance. But because BRICS nations, this is important. Uh, although this is important issue, we didn't want to uh, residual of uh, Western force to go to uh, a new force. We are, we are afraid about this. Yes. So I think we must put a high value and a high respectable of variety and diversity, not only for nowadays, 
But what will happen in the future? Because in nearly future, I believe this is uh, uh, um, new new uh, way of thinking, or this is a new order will be uh, beside the old orders. As that one collapses, yeah, before 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 the big collapses, yeah, but. I'm afraid to, after that, we will see another dominant. This is, is really, as a journalist or writer or thinkers like this, this is, is a, a big, big and main issue. Yeah. The, um, the Russians did uh, express concern that because the West, the Western way, we call it the Western way, it's basically your Rothschilds, Rockefellers money, the old money uh, seeking to control because they control the media, the yeah. control pharmaceuticals, etc. Um, they did say that because they're basically in the final death throes of their existence, they they want to make sure that we're not all dragged into a nuclear abyss on their way down. Hence, that's why there's serious concerns being expressed around that. And the um, rapid nature of which this is all coming together in order yeah. to make sure that that's not going to happen. Well, I, I, since you're bringing up the Rothschilds, isn't it fascinating that um, Lord Jacob Rothschild has just passed away uh, in the last day? Have you got any comments about that? So basically gone back home to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite yeah. quite good symbology, really, I think. Um, now, uh, uh, what about what about religion? Because obviously religion is such a big thing. How are we going to move forward with, you know, the Christianity and Islam? Of course, the globalists are trying to create a war between these two yes, religions. How, did you talk about that? And what are your thoughts? Yes, uh, the concern about this uh, issue in uh, really uh, a great angle. They uh, they are so clear. There is now a war between a shaitan or the stain and the uh, enlightened uh, countries or enlightened people, enlightened civilization. So this is, is, is correct as an umbrella, but we uh, must also describe who is a shaitan or who is a stain, because in different uh, 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 angles, maybe it's a shaitan or, or a stain from one perspective and in another perspective, uh, it's not uh, a shaitan. Now we see in uh, in, in Gaza war how uh, Netanyahu uh, tell uh, his uh, community that he is uh, uh, he he play the role of enlightenment or the light. Uh, <laughs> how that and he <laughs> uh, he's really a freight train. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they in the forum talk about this uh, issue very clear. They against any uh, from Islam perspective, from Christian perspective, from Jewish perspective, from uh, a Buddhism perspective, all with to serve this planet, serve the people. Yeah. But anything harmful, sure, it come not from. Uh, a good way or not from the light. Sorry, you go, Kevin. I was just going to say, it was universally accepted that everyone is against Zionism. Yeah, The Zionist Jew that they call the usurper Jews, who aren't real Jews at all. They've displaced the real ones. We got addresses by 
Orthodox uh, Christians yeah. at, at, at the forum as well, uh, which um, is basically what Russian is. It's Orthodox Christian. Yeah. Um, but we had um, Muslims there. We had, um, like you said, all the heaps of religion, Islam, everything was there. And they all got on well. Yeah. They all got on well. Shia Muslims were there. Um, Sunni. The, yeah, yeah. Yep. Shia, Shia ones. I mean, we, everyone was happy. Yeah. Everyone was actually sure. happy. They got on. No one was trying to blow anyone up. No one was trying to cut anyone's head off. Sure. That's CIA propaganda videos, usually, by the way. Um, and that was discussed. All the ways that they tricked the world into believing that the Middle East is bad and is going to come and kill you if you give them a chance. That's the problem. Most of the people they're bringing in are usually psychotic freaks who blow shit up anyway. Um, and, and they're the sort of people ostracized by the countries themselves. So it is a, uh, it's a worldwide pushback against your globalist elite. And it's, it's fascinating because it's massive. It yeah, is so 88% of the world. 88% of the world against the globalists. Uh, yeah. Uh, they tell, we haven't uh, really studied it, it all like this. Yeah. But uh, the, the, now uh, the, uh, maybe 75 or 80 of our uh, planet against globalization. But I, uh, I think inside America itself, inside the globalization itself, and, uh, they are against now. This is uh, fake uh, system and uh, the forum concerned for very important point that we respect the people in America uh, uh, also uh, uh, the western people but we are against any system or any regime that try to occupy the human itself yeah. the human from inside so this is, is the big problem and the big war. Yeah. Yes, because um, yeah. they are using all the different uh, cultures and countries against each other to make them fight. And so, you know, they're yeah. trying to destroy the Middle Eastern countries and push those people out into uh, the European countries or American countries. And But why can't we make the Middle East flourish and have no more wars in the Middle East and allow you, like every country, to have their own culture and their own way of life uh, without this interference? Because it's causing a lot of problems in, in Ireland at the moment, in Germany, you know, all this mass immigration, obviously America. But it's not against the people. It's, it's the, like you say, the regimes. Do you guys have any thoughts on Donald Trump and what he's saying? Do you think he's a man of the people or do you think he's a globalist puppet? Can I answer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, 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 in my opinion, uh, for twice, uh, last twice uh, American election, I forecast who will come. Uh, and my forecast again is to the uh, big survey, but I win. Uh, when uh, I said Trump come, he come. When I said secondly Biden come, he come. Till now, I think Trump will come. But my opinion, Trump is more worst than Biden. So America is a big leadership. Is a big. It have a big scientist and creative people and uh, uh, lighting people. America really uh, need another a third one. No Biden, no Trump. But unfortunately, this will not happen. So Trump 
in my opinion, till now. He will win and come, and he be to the world, be worst than Biden. That's going to be, that's, that's a good prediction, but um, I'll take the odds on that. I'll take the other side. I think he'll do all right. Um, one thing is, like I said, universally accepted, if you want the Middle East to flourish, get rid of Zionist Israel. It's got to go. They are the parasite leeches that are causing a problem. Remember, they were a colonial project set up to gain a foothold in the Middle East and control the area. That's what it was all about. The Six-Day War was a joke. They attacked um, basically unarmed people who were doing um, training in the, in the Sinai, in the desert. Yeah. And they had they weren't live rounds. They were dummy rounds because they were training. And, of course, they said, look at that. We took out blah, 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 blah. It was, it was a joke. It was an absolute joke. But, again, history not told, told. Yes. to the people instead it's this little army david versus goliath and we won against all these arabs and muslims it was a joke it was a lie and until you get rid of that and the real history comes out and it's told that's why we are going to do that we're going to start yes. putting it out there whether people like it or not um we can be attacked left right and center we just don't care we know that the that zionist side of thing has to go and then the middle east will flourish because when they talk to each other just like at this conference it was a multipolar yeah. existence. Everyone was. And there well. is also a good point, Kelvin, uh, in the fo in the forum. There is uh, was many people come from many researchers and many young and mature uh, researchers come from USA. So also this is a, a good uh, a good thing to uh, take the different on the wide angles of all the world. Uh, it contains also the Americans uh, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Excellent. Well, we know it's uh, getting late. Uh, yeah. Do, have you got any final thoughts? Um, a bit of a scoop. Guys? A bit of a scoop. Hey, we we heard about this. There's some um, uh, deals being done where they're looking at trading. I think a Wall Street journalist that's in prison in uh, Russia at the moment. They're looking to try and trade him for Julian Assange. So um, we'll see. What we'll keep an eye on that and see if that actually comes to fruition. Uh, but that's one of the um, uh, one of the things that are actually being seriously take, considered right now. Uh, also, they were talking about the British Files, BritishFiles.com. If everyone wants to go to BritishFiles.com, you can read a whole lot of whistleblower stuff there in the files that uh, about the British and some of the antics they've been up to. Well, we Very could bring you back on, Calvin, if you want to keep going. I just don't want to hold um, Ami Joseph up any yeah. longer if he, he wants he to hit us. He's fading away. Yeah. yeah. Really, I, 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 I like the interview. I like uh, your media. And from Egypt, we can also yeah. uh, uh, later uh, uh, let us how to coordinate this with the, with the time and the space. And my great brother and friend, uh, Calvin, he is so great here. Many, many people like him and uh, <laughs> his way of uh, real socialize and uh, how he is homogeneity with his self, inner self, with his attitude also. So big love to you. And the best part about it, uh, he's agreed that when we need a Middle Eastern report, we will just get hold of him and he'll give us the truth of what's going on uh, in, in that area. Yeah. And, and so that we get it through the lens of the Middle East as opposed to uh, mainstream media, globalist puppets. And big love uh, uh, to the uh, small uh, 
uh, journalist, uh, your oh, stone, and your thanks, guys. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, um, yeah, I look forward to coming to Egypt one day because I really want to check please, out Egypt and the secrets please, there. Please, with love, we wait you. You'll have a family there, and we've been invited to Iran. Yeah, too. Yeah, uh, we can go to Bangkok. They, they've already said because we know them. They already said we'll we'll get your visa in two days, and you'll be off to Iran, and you'll be accepted there uh, greatly. So, so I wait. I, I wait your family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely you come with family. Yeah. Inshallah. Yeah, that sounds good, buddy. Yeah. All right. Thank you Cheers. so much. Have a good Thank flight you. home. Thank you. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank Cheers. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. And while Calvin's saying goodbye to his guest, I guess I can just reflect on that interview and think how important it is for people from, um, you know, the Islamic world, uh, the Middle East, to speak with us in the West, you know, and us do it without the globalist interference. Because like they were saying is when it's just people talking to people, we have so much more in common. Uh, and it's these powers that shouldn't be that are actually pulling the strings, trying to constantly keep us agitated with one another, trying to keep us at war with one another through uh, the media or through our different religions and our different cultures. But at the end of the day, we're all people. We all want the same thing. We, we want freedom, sovereignty, our families to grow up um, healthy and happy. And yeah, I mean, it, it's just breaking down these barriers. So it seems like it's doing a great job um, at that conference for that. And it was very interesting there what Calvin was talking about, having that uh, Julian Assange swapped out for that incarcerated journalist. And speaking of Julian Assange, there is actually a documentary film that's recently been released. It's called The Trustful Julian Assange, and that is currently playing at cinemas throughout New Zealand. Uh, so if you do want to go and check that out, go to thetrustfall.org. Uh, the Counterspin team will be going to the screening on the 10th of March at the Academy Cinemas uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. If you want to come and join us, the director will be there. There will be a Q&A session. It uh, should be very good. Uh, now, I just see Calvin coming back, so let's just see what he thinks. Uh, what did you think about that interview, Calvin? Well, he's a good bloke. I've, like I said, I've spent some time with him since I've been here because, like, it's the end of the uh, second official day. So, you know, there's the conference itself is wrapped up. Uh, most people uh, on the 28th here um, are now starting to fly back. There's a few of us staying on. Uh, I'm here until the 3rd. I fly up. And then um, I should be able to get a couple more interviews in the morning that we can uh, put out. One is with um, Dr. Suprak Bhakti's good friend, uh, Dr. Atapal Sukhanarabriyam. I hope I pronounced that right. He's um, with the Faculty of Medicine in uh, Padawaman in um, Thailand. Uh, it's the same hospital. It has about 17,000 people who work there. Um, they're the ones who treated the Thai princess, so we'll be asking about that uh, and the jab, of course, everything related because they treated her. Um, and, of course, uh, Dr. Bhakti and I think uh, at the poll they the presentation to the king's advisors that um uh, led to the whole Pfizer thing going south for Pfizer so we will see exactly how that plays out tomorrow i will also be uh talking to syria girl but you can find her on um telegram she's on x as well just look up syria girl on x she's got about three hundred fifty thousand followers there or something like that um she's quite well known here as well she helped um arrange get us here and she's a good lady, um, has a lot of information, a lot of connections. 
and it's these types of things. It's um, interpersonal relationships, interpersonal skills that are um, helping drive this thing forward. Um, uh, like I said once before, I think yesterday, um, talk to your neighbours because this is what they're doing on a, on a nationwide scale. They're actually starting to talk to the neighbours without the filtered lens of bought and paid for governments, and they're starting to realise, wait a minute, we've been had. So it's um, very enlightening, and uh, we're gaining a lot of respect because of the questions we ask people. We're not backwards and coming forward, and we don't just take on because it's a, you know it's a, it's a everyone against the globalists. So we don't just believe everyone's uh, there for uh, true intent and purposes. We, I grill them and just to make sure. And if I see a kink in the arm, then I go in for that and to see if they're going to crack. But these people are holding it together. They're actually uh, quite genuine. Yeah, well, um, you've had a lot of positive feedback from that interview that we released last night here in New Zealand, you know, after your first day and your thoughts, people saying that you're coming across very well, very articulate, very professional, very measured, and actually really excited and enthusiastic. And some people saying they haven't seen that in you for a while. So it seems like this whole experience has kind of uplifted you a bit on a, you know, maybe motivated you, maybe given you some hope that there are some really good things happening. Well, yeah, well, see, when you're solely in New Zealand and you're, and you're looking at the news from overseas and, and you're getting such, it's, it's a constant barrage of badness, of just, what would you call it? It's just depress- depressive. It's so depress- depressing. Um, it, it, it defies <clears throat> your senses. And the fact that we constantly um, battle we constantly battle the trolls who have bought in and, and they've uh, now got an implanted belief system because they've uh, the government and the media have sown a seed and then they just ad nauseum, just sustained propaganda until it becomes part of their psyche, part of their belief system. It's very hard to crack. So not only are you battling on the home front, you're battling um, international um, uh, trolls as well. But when you come here, you just feel so invigorated because you realise that the ones attacking you are small fry. They are actually the minority. The majority is the people across the world rising together. And I'll tell you what, I honestly believe this battle will be won. I don't buy into the, oh, the battle's been won, we've just got to win it on this round, blah, blah, blah. No, we've got to do it ourselves, and that's exactly what we are going to do. That's awesome. And um, people here saying, you know, how can Calvin even leave the country because he's been arrested and he's facing charges? Why don't you enlighten those people, Calvin, and actually tell them what our bail conditions are and the fact is you're allowed to travel. That's right. We didn't have to surrender the passports. We were no flight risk. They knew that because we don't run from nothing. Everyone knows we'll just stay there and we'll battle it out and we'll win because that's what we do. We only stick to facts and evidence. They don't. So hopefully, I mean, if the courts go by the letter of the law, we will win this as well. Um, So we had no flight restrictions. There was no travel ban. The only bail condition we have is reside at a certain address. Now, when you reside somewhere, it doesn't mean you have to stay there 24-7. You're not on uh, home detention or anything. So you're free to go. You can go on a holiday for three weeks. So um, we got invited to Russia. Hannah didn't want to leave our boy, which is commendable, and I uh, thank her for that. But uh, she, she would never would have anyway. Uh, so she had to stay home, and uh, I get to come here and um, make a hell of a lot of contacts, 
some very good uh, formed some very the beginnings of some very good friendships, and been invited to countries that most people wouldn't get to. We had a North Korean here, and um, it's it's incredible because it's very hard. Another thing I learned too, and one of the things I didn't realize this is that Russia from Europe has had 15,000 sanctions leveled against them. 15,000 sanctions. And they, they, they can be for anything. They can be, uh, they sanction nails, they sanction cars, they sanction people, they sanction bank accounts, um, messaging, everything like that. Just a whole um, array of things. Well, we could, actually, West, um, we could actually get into that more pieces. in another episode because we were looking as research um, uh, part of this is the sanctions that New Zealand has levelled against them. But, uh, Calvin, I really um, think we should wrap it up here because you're really tired. Uh, it's been a long couple of days and um, our boy needs me, so I'm going to have to jump off. So unless you know there's anything <laughs> big you want to get into now, I'm going to have to be rude and just cut you off here if that's all right. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll save this other gym for the next one. Excellent. Okay. Well, you have a good sleep and we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow and enjoy those interviews and enjoy InfoWars because you'll be going on there uh, tomorrow at 1pm Central Time as well. So have fun there. So it's 10pm our time. Okay. Keep up the good work. Okay. Brilliant. Take care. See you later. See ya. Bye. You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution at counterspinmedia.com And now on the InfoWars Network at band.video.